is a Bramble Jam podcast. Live from the North Pole, it's time for Christmas Morning, the daily show where every day is Christmas. Here are your hosts, Brand and Scott. Wow. Wow, a new month, new episode of, of Christmas morning. I'm freaking so pumped right now. I'm Brand. I'm here with my good friend Scott. Scott, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Brand. Would you like to tell everybody why you're so pumped? Yes, Brian brought in a chocolate chip pizza, which is very exciting. But my my, I didn't, I even, I didn't even need that because it's a new month. There's something about turning the calendar, turning the page of the calendar, Scott, that just takes it to the next level. Takes it makes you feel like you're just right there. Yeah, let me peel back the curtain for the listeners just a second here. In a stunning display of professionalism, I hit the intro music. And immediately, Brand takes a giant bite of chocolate chip pizza. Yeah. It, and he just did it again. You realize this is a back and forth show, right? Where we talk. No one's going to know unless you tell them. No one knows. Yes. All right. Listen, I'm a pro. If I, I can eat and talk at the same time and no one knows. <laughs> yes. In the academic sense, you are a pro. You get a paid pro. for doing this. But in every other sense of the word. Not a pro. Anyway. Hey, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. Hey, I got a trivia question for you. Oh, wow. Okay. Scotty trivia. What do you think my favorite holiday is? Christmas. It is. You got it. Oh, man. You know me. You know me so much. I got nervous there. I was like, do I not know you at all? No, you do. Do you know what my second favorite holiday is? Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. It is. Two reasons. One, food. Right. Two, it's the start of Christmas. I thought October 1st was the start of Christmas. Um, You're poking holes. In my logic here, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> you know who's not poking holes in my logic are the listeners with their emails. Oh, very nice. Very nicely done. You are a professional. <laughs> yes, there's no chocolate chip pizza in my mouth, and uh, it was a good segue. I do have three emails to read this morning. Wow. The first is from Man. Seth Burrows. Okay. He says, hey there, morning people. Hello. After Scott's poor showing during last week's movie trivia, this was a set a couple weeks ago. You asked me a question about Frosty the Snowman. It yes. was a line from it, and I, I didn't have it. Uh, he says, I was inspired to share a photo of some of my Christmas action figures. I've included a pic of what? my Frosty kind of, <laughs> I knew this would get you excited. I've included a pic of my Frosty collection, but I have figures from a few of the Rankin-Bass classics, including The Year Without a Santa Claus, Santa Claus is coming to town, and of course, Rudolph. I'm happy to share more picks over the next few weeks to help us through this Christmas dry season, if that's of interest. Yes, that is of interest, Seth. Please send pictures every week. That would make me smile. And who knows? Maybe it will help Scotty stay motivated to work his way through some of those old animated classics. Thanks for the show, and Merry Christmas from Seth. Well, thank you, Seth. Wow. Brian, can you see the photos? Can you scroll down and see the photos? I see one photo. I'm sorry. Yes. There's one photo with multiple action figures. Can you see the action figures? How about that? I see the action figures. How cool looking are these? They are awesome. They look great. I want that frosty. The thing I like about this too is uh, the the front. Are you going to post this on social media? You'll post this on our social media, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to post this on social media. Yes. They got the frosty behind Jack Frost there that's like pre-hat frosty. 
And then you got Frosty with the hat, and then you got, I don't know. Oh, that is what that is. You're right. Right? Isn't that what that is? Yeah, it's just like a sad-looking, non-animated snowman thing. He ain't got got his hat. Man, these are great. Seth, can you also let me know where you got these? I can't be the only person that's going to want these. Definitely check out our Instagram at Christmas Morning Pod to see this photo. This is really cool. Next email from Michelle Goodlife. Mm-hmm. She says, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about my favorite topic next to Christmas, of course, the royal family. I am one of, Ugh. quote, the <laughs> she says, I am one of, quote, those people who sends Christmas cards, some birthday cards, occasions such as the Jubilee last year, and when we launched Prince, Phil- Prince Philip and the Queen. Stop. I do agree with you guys that they should send something better than a family picture when they are on vacation or at an event. I would prefer a picture with a Christmas scene or a tree at least, yes. One thing to note is that the reigning monarch, that's some fancy language right there, Bran. You wouldn't just say the current king, you say the reigning monarch, doesn't send a card, but instead sends a letter (laughs) written by one of their staff, which is even more underwhelming. I have sent pictures to you to show you some from over the last couple years. The first one is... Some of the Christmas responses, including a letter from the late Queen's office and one from the King last year. The second picture is in response to sympathy cards for Prince Philip. The third picture is in response to the late Queen's passing. I do have birthday cards from the younger Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Princess and Prince Louis. Sorry, sorry, Louis. And the now Princess of Wales, Catherine, when she turned 40. I didn't know she was 40. Wow. I'm going to post these photos to our Instagram. You can check these out. I don't have any interest in contacting the royal family, but I'm glad someone else does because this is pretty cool. What's so amazing about this is what, and what I was struck by is I don't send enough sympathy <laughs> cards to people That's that true. I know That's true. to justify doing this, right? Like, I don't think I've ever sent a sympathy card. I, I'll send like a sympathy text, but like a, a card in the mail. You have sent your yes. condolences or yes, sympathy, but like in a, but written, a written card, card? woo. I would be lying if I even could have imagined that anyone would have done that. So I'm, I'm happy to be learning things that there are people out there that has sent sympathy cards to the Royal family from, I'm assuming uh, you live in America. I, I don't know for sure. All of this is, is, is surprising <laughs> to me, but I'm, I'm so happy for you and your last name is good life. And it seems like you are living one. So congratulations. So these are very nice. Very Thank nice. you, Michelle. Oh, and I lied. There's only okay. two emails fine. this week. Sorry. It's fine if you want to be a liar. Uh, a quick um, um, update. I am a liar. Dirty for liar. For you as to the reviews. Yep. Where were we as of last week? Last week, we were at 184. We were at 184 right. last week. We're at 185 this week. Hey, that's not bad. So we're back in the positive direction. We are uh, a mere 15 reviews away from 200, Scotty. Yeah, 200 by season 20. That was our goal, and it looks like we're going to make it. I feel good about this. I'll I'll read a couple of these reviews for you. This first one uh, is from Leon Joyux. 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 It's French. Great show. Bringing a little Christmas cheer each and every episode. Love the positivity. Oh, And if that's not enough, they also count down to start the holiday season, which of course starts on (laughs) 1 October. Uh, (sighs) Yeah. You all right, Brian? You need a second? Yeah, I'm fine. fine, fine. The only issue I have with that last one 
is I think we spread a little more than a little Christmas cheer. Yeah, I agree with that. But that's okay. That's 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 subjective. Uh, This is from Josh Mid six. The subject says at least one. I don't know what that means. Uh, Let's find out. Maybe they give us more information. Listening to last week's episode and heard you had no review. So here goes. Just started listening after the new year. Whoa. After the new year. And I am really digging the show. Nice to keep Christmas on the mind all year long. I am enjoying the song battles. Lots of bad music out there. Signed, Joe. Uh, Thank you, Joe. You're not wrong. There's lots of bad music out there, but there's also lots of good music. How did you find us after the new year? I know exactly how it happens because it's how I have found Christmas podcasts in the past where we get to New Year and I'm bummed. It's like how I found Christmas past for the first time. It wasn't around Christmas. Okay. It was, is there anything out there to help me stay in the Christmas spirit? And so I, I can see how Joe got there and I appreciate Joe for letting us know that. So what you're saying is it was feast or famine. You were in the Christmas spirit. You were feeling great. You didn't need any new podcasts. Then all of a sudden January hit. And you were like, right. Oh no, I am. Okay. I am in the, Hey, I'm not going to criticize. I'm not criticizing because I'm glad they found us. I I was just curious how it happened. That's all. Absolutely. Um, do you got a joke for us? I do. I've got a pretty good one. Wow. It's going to be tough to top last week's. Yeah. I don't know if there's a scientific basis to this, but sometimes when I kind of, uh, suggest to you that it's a good one, you seem to like it more. So that's what I'm trying. Oh, wow. Well, now you've let me know. So now I can do the opposite. The bar is now pretty high. Where do you buy a Christmas gift for your pig? (laughs) Um, the oink, uh, the oink shop. No, Amazon. Waka, waka. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's do the countdown. Let's do that. Two hundred and thirty-six days until Christmas! Wow! Wow, wow, wow! How many weeks is that? Oh, you know how many weeks it is. Thirty-three! Kind of seems like a low number. You know what we're cruising toward? Christmas in July. I mean, it is coming fast. Two thirty-six means that we're like a mere month away from being under two hundred. Ooh, I like that. And you know what the really good news is? What's that? It's only 151 days until October 1st. <sighs> Thank God. October. I, I did get a couple notes that I've been forgetting the charge noise, which started as a joke, but now I guess it's a thing. Which was the whole point. Was the whole point. Yeah, 21 weeks until October 1st. And put all the stuff about should we, should we not, we, that, that's okay. Put that to the side. But what that means to me is that I will be able to walk into Walmart in about 21 weeks and see Christmas stuff. And that's pretty exciting to me. That always gives me that shot in the arm that I need at the beginning of the season. That shot in the arm is exactly right. That's right. Uh, Would you like some news? Oh, you know I do. Today is Wednesday, May the 3rd. May the 4th. Star Wars. What? What is he talking about? Oh, may the fourth be with I got it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, it is a slow news week. I'd be lying if I said that it was. Sure. It's, it's tough out there. A new study reveals the most extravagant Christmas gift 
for men. Let's dive into that, shall we? A recent survey says that the average person in uh, around Christmas time spends over six hundred dollars on Christmas gifts each year. That's in total, right? That's total. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. So the question that this survey is trying to figure out, Scott, is what type of gifts do people consider to be extravagant gifts? Um, kind of more, uh, more than six hundred dollars for like a person. Like, what is it? What what is there a monetary number that comes to your mind when you think of an extravagant gift? Anything over a, like a hundred bucks. Honestly, I love you, buddy. But would I spend a hundred bucks on yeah. you? No. And I don't want you to feel obligated to do no. that for me either. No, no, no. no. So here's what we found out. 76% of people that were surveyed said that they would consider a high-tech gadget to be an extravagant gift for a man. The average price of an extravagant Christmas gift for a man in the UK was over $1,300. We're living in the wrong place, huh? $1,300 on one gift. Oh my gosh, no. If you're spending less than that, don't call that extravagant. That's not extravagant. Oh. They would consider my $100 price tag pedestrian, I guess. On the other end, 63% of people said that they would consider a rare whiskey or other fine spirits to be an extravagant gift, which I would, you know, you can find very expensive whiskey. Like, you can find some expensive bourbon that's over $1,300 a bottle. But you could also just find a really nice bottle of bourbon that no one's ever heard of come way under that price point and someone would still say this seems pretty extravagant i think so yeah that's pretty you know what a good gift for me is brand what's that what's that it's something i wouldn't buy for myself because i feel like oh you know that's that's a little extravagant and when i say that i'm cheap so if you bought me like a 40 dollar bottle of bourbon I'd be over the moon because I wouldn't buy that for myself. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't need I don't yeah. need something that fancy for myself. I think that's what this what this survey is pointing out here is that people think of extravagant as, oh, like I gotta get something flashy and techy and spend like over thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, but that's not necessarily true. There's uh, like other things that are considered extravagant that don't necessarily cost an arm and a leg. Um, another uh, 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 one of the most popular uh, high end gifts is uh, is a nice watch. Eighty four percent of people saying that g- getting a nice looking watch would be considered extravagant to them. The, not necessarily. It doesn't have to be over thirteen hundred dollars for a watch. Just a nice looking watch. Yeah. Which I, I can see, like people like that. I, I'm not a big watch guy. Uh, I was at one point in my life, but for some reason I've gotten out of that habit of wearing one and I like it. Now, I'm not, I'm not all jangly and dangly. Like I like my arms free. So you can spend $1,300 on a high-end tech. You could get a nice bottle of bourbon or whiskey or whatever, some sort of nice, nice bottle or a nice watch. And all of that is going to be considered to the, to the, the receiver as extravagant. That's what we have found out in this survey, and I'm sorry that that's the best huh. that I could find this week. Now, I just bought myself an extravagant gift. Oh, what'd you get? A beard straightener for $27.99 on Amazon. A beard straightener. Now, when I say extravagant, what I mean is, I don't think I really needed this, but I got to tell you about the luxury that is the beard straightener. You get out of the shower, your beard's all wet, you just run that string through your beard, it's hot, Oh, it feels like a face massage. Now, we're not sponsored by the Wild Willy Beard Company, but Wild Willy Beard Company, like your stuff. To that point, there's a great interview with um, 
the guy who plays Abed on Community, uh-huh. he did an interview with Larry King, and at the time he was voicing a character on Ducktales. Oh, and Larry King is like, "What do you splurge on?" He's like, "I like nice socks." And he's like, "That's not splurging." He's like, "Okay, like I like really good coffee." And he's like, "That's not splurging." And he's like, "Okay, Larry King, what what is an ex- what's what's splurging?" splurging and Larry yeah. King's like, "Like a nice like a nice private plane." <laughs> and Danny's like, uh, "Larry." <laughs> I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> I can't do a pri. I'm not Larry King. That's a good point, though, that splurging is subjective. Oh, yeah. Like, for me, Bombas socks. That all would be splurging. I, I don't have that kind of sock money. Yeah, we're not We're I'm, not all Larry I'm King. podcasting for Christmas here. Some That's of, right. Some of us plane. just have DuckTale money, okay? Some, some, of us, right. some of us don't have Larry King money. Some of us don't even have uh, that. Let's yeah. take a quick break, Scotty, and we'll come back and we'll get some TV listings and uh, find out what happened in last week's battle instead of this week's battle. All that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. I'll go round up TV, Scotty. All right, here on Christmas Morning. We're back. TV Scotty is here. You look great, bud. Oh, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate that. You sound a little different. I'm trying to be prim and proper. That's very nice. Uh, Do we have uh, some good listings today? Indubitably. Oh, very nice. I can't keep this up. We do have some good Christmas TV specials, and the list is getting a little more, what's a good word? Plump? Okay, sure. That's a good (laughs) word. Yeah, It's like a raisin. It's plump. So here are your Christmas TV specials for the next few days, courtesy of MostlyChristmas.com. Hit me. Wednesday, 7.30 a.m. on Decades, Full House, A Very Tanner Christmas. 11 a.m. on Ovation, The Librarians. The episode is called And Santa's Midnight Run. I don't like episodes that start with the word and. I don't even know if we've heard of this show, The Librarians. I remember it. I think it was like okay. 10 or 15 years ago. I, it's not something I watched. I think my wife did. But have we have we mentioned it on the show before? It might have come up once. Or is it a or, new edition? It's, it's a rare boy. And then 8 p.m. on Antenna, The Jefferson's All I Want for Christmas. Thursday, 3.30 p.m. on Comedy Central, Seinfeld, The Strike, 5 p.m. on Decades, The Odd Couple, Scrooge Gets an Oscar, Mm -hmm. 10 p.m. on Decades, The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Alan Brady Show Presents, and 11.30 p.m. on Cozy, The Nanny, (coughs) The Hanukkah Story. Friday, 12 a.m. on Antenna, Becker, Santa on Ice. Now that one, I don't think, has shown up before. If it has, it's been few and far between. Yeah. 1 a.m. on Antenna, Wings. Do you remember the show Wings? You weren't even born when I was watching Wings. The episode is... I wasn't even thought of yet. No. The episode... Me and your parents were hanging out uh, watching Wings. (laughs) 3 a.m. on Cozy, Amen, Miracle on 134th Street, Part 1. 3.30 a.m. on Cozy, Amen, Miracle on 134th Street, Part 2. 4 a.m. on Pop, The Goldbergs, A Christmas Story. 11 a.m. on Up, Touched by an Angel, The Feather. 8 p.m. on Hallmark, Christmas at the Golden Dragon. I liked that movie. That was a good one. Oh, yeah, that's and a good one. 8.30 p.m. on Freeform, Family Guy, a very special Family Guy freaking Christmas. Saturday, 6 a.m. on Cozy, Highway to Heaven, Merry Christmas from Grandpa. 9 a.m. on Up, A Christmas Princess. 11 a.m. on Up, A Royal Christmas Match. 1 p.m. Looks on like Up. like we have a Saturday Christmas marathon on Up today. I think I was about to say, I, it looks like there's an Up marathon right. here. 1 p.m. on Up, Christmas with a Prince. 3 p.m. on Up, Christmas with a Prince becoming royal. Must be some sort of sequel. Oh, wow. Uh, 4 p.m. on Antenna, the Partridge family. Don't bring your guns to town, Santa. Correct. 
that would be a good candidate for Joe Fulton, the Christmas aficionado, to review yeah. because the title alone is giving me questions. Uh, 5 p.m. on up, Christmas with a Prince, the Royal Baby. 9 p.m. on up, a Royal Christmas Engagement. They really go hard into the Royal on the up here. You have to. They know what the people want. Uh-huh. And 10 p.m. on Antenna, Archie Bunker's Place, Father Christmas. Finally, Sunday, 5.30 p.m. on Logo, Mama's Family, Santa Mama. 9 p.m. on Hallmark Drama, The Walton's Homecoming. 9 p.m. on IFC, Everybody Loves Raymond, The Thought That Counts. And 9 p.m. on Ion, NCIS, Spinning Wheel. And those are your Christmas TV specials for the next few days, courtesy of MostlyChristmas.com. Well done, Scotty. Indubitably. Uh, Scott, welcome back to the show, buddy. What up? What up? <laughs> Big difference there from TV Scotty to regular Scotty. <laughs> yes, very clear. Clear Clearly. as crystal. Who's who? Um, let's get to the Christmas music battle results That's from right. uh, last week. Last week, you were very mad because... Scott had pulled into second place with four wins, and you were at three, and the listeners were at, like, I don't know, 1,800 wins or something. Seven, seven, okay. seven. Same thing. So, uh, yeah, lots lots at stake here for me, personally. <laughs> um, the song was Cool Yule, and uh, we had three kind of jazz, similar versions, all kind of jazzy, all doing a little kind of a similar thing. Uh, in last place is the version by Matt Dusk. Uh, this uh, has 25.4% of the way. It does look, okay, 25.4%. Yeah, yeah, the last place. I like this version. Well, here's the thing, though. I just checked the results at ChristmasMorningPodcast.com, found the link, went to the poll. Uh, second and third place are tied at 25.4%. Yes, I just, Is that what you uh, said? I just saw that, yes. <clears throat> no, I, I realized that after I said 25.4%, that uh, second place also has 25.4%. Um, so let's just get to the winner. Let's just get to the winner then. There's no points for second place here, so it really doesn't matter if you're tied for second or if you got third. That's right. Also in second place, though, Cool Yule by Jerry DiMaggio. Jerry DiMaggio. Which was brought by me. And that means, Scotty, that the winner is back and ready to battle. I brought a version by Colin James, and I just want to pull the curtain back a little bit and let people know that last week when we were getting ready to do the battle, Scott told me there's a clear winner this week. Clear winner this week. Yeah. And I said the clear winner was Matt Dusk, and I was wrong. I know. And I said, Scott, I think I might have a chance this week with my song. And after you heard it, you were like, you know what? I think it might be closer than I thought. And it wasn't not closer than you thought because it was I I pulled away. Oh, it was not close. You blew it out. You doubled the other ones. Nice job, Bran. It was a good song, and boy, the listeners thought so, too. I really thought Matt Dusk was going to take that one because what a crooner. He's like the Canadian version of, uh, of uh, who's that guy that we like with the, with the song about the thing? Yes, uh, J- uh, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> uh, Jose James. Jose yeah. James, He's like yes. the Canadian Jose James. Yes. Uh, let's get to this week's, which is Go Tell It on the Mountain. Um, a, gos- a gospel song. I was interested to see kind of the type of songs that came up. Uh, give, me a, give me a little bit about the song, and then we'll dive into what we found. All I could find is this little tiny blurb on Wikipedia. Go Tell It on the Mountain is an African-American spiritual song which was likely derived from the oral tradition. Wow. But was originally published by John Wesley Work Jr. 
Work and his brother Frederick were devoted to collecting, arranging, and publishing African-American slave songs and spirituals. Mm. Yep. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, that's all Amazing. I could find on that. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, good job there, John Wesley Work Jr. and his brother Frederick. What was your experience with this song this week? A lot of just kind of okay. Yeah. A lot of just like someone on a, an acoustic guitar just doing a little a little folky rendition of it. Um, but I, I came across a few that I quite enjoyed and, and uh, ultimately narrowed it down to the one that I picked. In a shock to nobody, I was looking for ska and punk versions of this song. You're not going to find that, at least not on the band camp. I came across like one like rock version that just wasn't good. Yeah. So let's, let's see what we got. All right. Why don't, why don't we get into what we found? What do you want to do first? Uh, up first, we got a version by Rob Moles. Rob Moles. All right. Like, uh, you know. While shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night, we hold throughout the heavens their shine. Nice. I like that one. I like that one a lot. That was very fun. That was very fun. It had like an 80s synth pop to it, and I liked it that. Did. That was different. You know I love the synth pop. You are a synth pop boy, yeah. Um, up next, we have a band that I actually uh, know of and have listened to uh, a good bit in my day. Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. They got the Neighbors to come out Not for Not just one. Drew Holcomb on his own. Nope. Also got the, the whole neighborhood. That was a little more of a uh, snappy one there, yeah. Brian. I liked that. I like yeah. a good snap at a song. What's I know third? About you. Last but not least, a group that has been on the show before, uh, the Gregory Brothers. This is their version of Go Toad on the Mountain.
power vocals there. I liked that. Power. Power. When the whole group comes together there, that that's what made it. It all it all fit real nice together. This is the kind of battle I like because we have three very different songs. Yeah. It's not like, uh, which one? No, you know which one you like. You're driving right now and you're like, I like song number blank. You should pull over and you should vote for it right now before you forget. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know. Don't be using your phone while you're driving. No distracted driving. Pull over. But please vote. Thank you, Scott, for that PSA. That was be- be- beautiful. That was really well done. Today's show brought to you by the Not Distracted Driving Association. That's not a thing. Before I forget, we got listeners' submissions this week from Brienne Cummings, John Rice, Drew Basic, who wrote in to let me know how his name is pronounced. I always appreciate that. Lee Hodo and Lenora Gilbert. So thank you all for submitting songs. That's exactly right. Uh, the link is available in the show notes right now to go and vote. Scotty, next week is Second Wednesday, which means a original music week here on Christmas morning, which is exciting. Uh, so go ahead and scour the band camp for the best original Christmas song that you can find. This is always a fun battle because it's always so different. We're not doing one specific song that kind of has, uh, like, you know, a, a, a previous version that we're all comparing it to. This is its own thing. So I'm very excited about original music week. That's happening next week. This is the hardest week every month. It I have hard. so much trouble finding these Every once in a while, I really find a piece of gold and I'm excited about it, but it's work. So don't wait until the last minute like Idiot Scotty does. That's right. That's right. All right. Go vote. Go send in some submissions. We're going to be back next week with another episode of Christmas Morning. Until then, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.